in today's show. I'm answering your questions live on YouTube. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We're here again on a Thursday afternoon to do the live question and answer show here on the old YouTube. Um, and as we've started, it's a tradition. It's happened in two shows out of two. And we're going to do it again today. A big sort of story across the league. We're going to bring in one of the hosts of the Locked On Podcast Network to answer a question that many of you will have. So let's do that right away. I'm going to stick these headphones on and we're going to get ready to ask a question of one of the hosts of the Locked On Nets podcast. Doug Norrie is here with me. Doug, let's get into it. One question. We're going to bang it out straight away. The Brooklyn Nets. Everyone will want to know what's going on with Kyrie and Harden and Durant and how they fit together. You don't know the answer to that. They don't know the answer to that. But what I do want to ask you is what's going on at the big man position? DeAndre Jordan was a DNPCD the last game, came in and started. Are they going to actually be trusting him to play 30 minutes a night? Is there a chance Nick Claxton can take that role when he's healthy? What's happening at center? Yeah, um, for now, it's going to be DeAndre Jordan, it looks like. Um, Nets fans have long not wanted that to happen for long minutes for reasons that are pretty obvious when you watch them. But from a fantasy perspective, there's a lot to probably like about it. Just from a rebounding, you know, he, he he's, he's committed to getting rebounds, even if it comes at the expense of his teammates. So we know that the block shots are still going to be there. So I think that I think there's going to be a lot of minutes for DeAndre Jordan now. His defensive deficiencies are probably limited or they're kind of masked with how good the offense will be right now. So I think you can probably run him longer minutes. We haven't seen much of Claxton. There's been an injury there for a while. So I don't know how much you can trust that either. Um, And then they do have Reggie Perry and maybe Jeff Green that can do some small ball five stuff and that you probably see some of that as well. They have, they run KD at center at times as well. So they have some smaller ball options, but I think for now, I think you can feel pretty confident that it's going to be a lot of DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan minutes, at least to start. Yeah, I'd say that's going to be the case. Um, we saw that in that first game. There will be Jeff Green at center, as you mentioned. And the other thing is, Doug, before I let you go, that they have also got uh, a few roster spots they need to fill. And there are some big men floating around out there. One of the big names mentioned, I've seen mentioned is Dwayne Dedman, who could come in and take some of those minutes as well. So I guess that's a possibility as they look to fill those roster spots. What's the number one name that you've heard that might be filling those empty uh, open roster spots? Yeah, I haven't heard too much here. It's been so new right now. I know they're, they're the center market, especially with guys that have been released, um, you know, signed and released during the offseason, um, were those names are floating out there. I haven't really heard a specific one as of right now, but there's it's clearly going to need to happen at some point. Deadman's actually a pretty interesting name, and I actually hadn't heard that one. And I think, you know, there's a lot to actually like about that, especially from a, a sort of defensive piece. But um, haven't heard too much on that front. I, I suspect it starts to ramp up here because I because I think what's very clear is that DeAndre Jordan is a nice stopgap, a very expensive stopgap for right now, but he's de- he's far from the guy that you can 
probably start thinking playoff picture about uh, going forward. Doug, thank you for coming on and answering a question about the Brooklyn Nets. Guys, you can check Doug out on Locked On Nets for all of your Nets info. Doug, thank you. Thanks, Josh. All right, there we go. Got the uh, got that question out of the way early on. So now I'm just going to smash straight through. I'm going to take these headphones off as I knock my own glasses off. All right, questions coming in. Lost ones. I've got Morant, Fournier, Bam Adebayo, Darius Garland, Darius Baisley, and Markin. And am I screwed? You are at the moment, but no, long-term you're not because Fournier's not a long-termer. Bam's not a long-termer. Garland's not a long-termer. Baisley's not a long-termer. Markinen's going to be back. And Morant is not far away. So at the... At, at the short term, you're in a real, real, uh, real tough spot, but it's going to be fine. Devin Watkins says, "I got offered Pascal for Demontis Sabonis. Would you take it? Eh, probably not. I think I'd just stick with uh, with Sabonis at, at this stage. And again, like the number one question I'll always ask people is when you're getting a trade, like if you're going to do it, why are you going to do it? I think that should be your number one question when you um, yeah, when, when you consider that, like why, why, why are you?" putting this into your head like what what's your idea behind it i guess um all right another question remember there is going to be so many chat questions coming through here so the super chats will get priority d dr sapness do i trade Kyrie and wood for fox and gobert in points leagues i i know doctor uh, i know that you you did the super chat here but i literally have no idea because a points league doesn't actually and i i know i come off sounding like a real asshole when i say this a saying points league doesn't mean anything because is it a Yahoo default points league? Is it a sleeper default points league? Is it an ESPN default points league? Is it some random concoction that your league commissioner came up with because he thinks it makes it more fun and fair? I have no idea. But what you look at here is Fox, he should improve in his current scoring. Gobert probably improves a little bit in his current scoring. Kyrie probably drops a little bit in his current scoring. Wood probably improves. Have a look what they're currently putting up in terms of per game averages. If it's pretty even, then you could look at that Fox Go Bear side and say, well, they've got more upside in both of those players, whereas on the other side, it's one up, one down, and then and judge it from there. But it really is impossible for almost anybody, if you just say points, to uh, to know what that means because you might have efficiency categories. You may not have them. You might have double-double bonuses. You might have lots of different things, and I could give you an answer, and it could be completely wrong. So apologies for that. Uh, Diego Cordero, do I drop Keldon Johnson for Aaron Gordon? Yes, as much as I like uh, Keldon Johnson. Well, actually, no, I'm, oh, I'm thinking of it. Yes, I, I probably would. Yeah, I, I would in most cases, although these are both probably top 100 players. So your league must be pretty shallow or your team must be pretty good. What I would try to do at first is try to do a two for one. Put Keldon and someone else in a trade to get up to a top 50 player and then use that spot to add Aaron Gordon. In a shallow league, doing two-for-ones with so much talent on your waiver wire is the key to just dominating your league mates, honestly. Um, Dylan Hennessy. Dylan, you're always on here. Love it. Uh, got offered the headmaster, Jamal Murray, for Nurkic and DeAndre Hunter. Do I take the offer knowing Murray is a current buy low? But is that a buy low? Because I could make an arg argument that Nurkic will finish the season better than Murray. So, you know, why, again, you're losing a high-scoring point guard and getting back a center and a wing who's shooting well above what he did last year. It's a change in your team significantly, but, you know, is, when Nurkic can be better than Murray and probably will be better than Murray, I'm not sure that that's the offer that I do. H Chambers, good on H. What's more important to follow on the monster page for Basketball Monsters as the season goes on? The two-week games or the season games per game values? I think there's not one where I just focus specifically on that. I think it's using both. It's using context. It's using what I say here. It's using what I write in the comments. 
because there's always going to be context. Hey, in this guy's two-week value, what it's up. Oh, look how high. Look how good it looks. But that doesn't. That that's a number. Right, so it doesn't take into context. Hey, he had seven of his teammates out. Tyrese Maxey's two-week game value is going to be through the roof. Shit, I got to add him. Then everyone comes back and he plays eighteen minutes a night. So it's a combination of, or and even if you're talking about even forward projecting two weeks, yeah, Tyus Jones' two-week value is going to be significantly higher than his season-long to uh, season-long value because of the absence of Morant. So there's not one, and that's the great thing about fantasy basketball. It's never just. Please look at this one thing, and that is the only thing you look at, and that is how you win, because that's that's not how it works. And if you ever rely upon one thing like that, you will end up losing. It's all uh, so much context, so much being able to interpret all those numbers. So using both of those things, H, along with just the context around those numbers is super important. Alfred Zach. Alfred, um, what are those? What's that currency? Where are you from? I'd love to know. Please let me know. Um, should I trade Collins? Schumitz, John Collins, for Drew Holiday in a Yahoo points league where double-doubles give plus seven. Collins has been frustrating so far. He's averaging 36 to Drew's 39 right now. I'll tell you what, I think Collins is going to get worse. So Drew is already averaging more than him. I I, I think I would do that. I, I think he's going to get worse. People disagree with me on that. I think he's going to get worse. Yancey McDonald, why are you so big on Baisley? He's been trash, bro. Cool. I'm not so big on him. I had him like in around that 100 to 120 mark. I just think that a guy that's locked into a 30 plus minute a night role, who can block shots, who can score, who can shoot threes, who's going through a little bit of a down patch at the moment, should be someone you hold on to. Are you dropping him so you can go and add Carmelo Anthony, Ennis Cantor? I know they're two guys that I shit on all the time. So you can hold on to Marvin Bagley. I'm not so big on him. I just think that you know, I don't see the upside in dropping him. Simple as that. Ahmed Noah, should I trade Fox, Wiggins, and Aiden for AD and D'Lo in a Yahoo Standard Points League? Um, look, in general, you're going to get Anthony Davis there, so I'll say yes. Look, you're getting the best player there by far, and in a 12-team league, you're able to find options on the waiver wire pretty easily. Should I drop PJ Washington for DeAndre Jordan? I assume this is a points league as well. Um Let's have a look. Oh, now I have Washington ahead of DeAndre, and I think even with DeAndre at the moment, there is probably going to be someone coming in who takes some of his value. Mia Cavalry. Drop Nance for Fournier in a 10-team points league. Yeah, probably. I think in the end, that spot will be better off being streamed in. Nah, nah. I'm in an ESPN fantasy points league. I heard you said Bam Adebayo is not long-term. What can I get? I'm good in guards position. Um, no, he's not long-term as in he's not out long-term. Is what I'm is what I'm trying to say. So no need to trade away Bam at a bio. Slug Nation, not really a question. Where would you rank Luca now, uh, and where where's he going to be at the end of the season? I took him number one. I think he's in Yahoo points. Uh, look, yeah, taking him number one in a points league is totally fine. I think he's going to be the number one or two at the end of the season. He's currently ranked two in points league, so that's sort of about where he is. Ian Tyler, twelve team extended roster spots, thirteen categories. Woof. That's uh, a lot of categories. Free throws, mate. Hate free throws, mate. Hate it. I don't mind having the offensive rebounds in there. Though. I've got a glut of bigs. I'm looking to flip Drummond or Wendell for some shooting. Who would you recommend? Now, okay, so you've got... So that means you've got three rebounding categories and, you, and, you, and you're getting rid of uh, big men. Big men are going to dominate your league. Now, Drummond's going to lose value here for sure. 
uh, with the addition of Jared Allen, but he dominates. If you've got offensive rebounding, defensive rebounding, total rebounding, and free throws made, they are all absolute massive Andre Drummond categories. So if you're looking to flip Andre Drummond, you want a top 20 player back. And even if he gets 28 minutes a night, he is still going to be very, very good. Now, Wendell Carter's a lot further down that list, but still these categories significantly favor big men, as I'm sure you're aware with your glut of big men. So you want to be going pretty high. I, I would be looking at um, look, hey, I'd look at LaMelo Ball, to be honest. If I can get him for Wendell Carter, that's what I'd do. But look at what these guys are doing in terms of their ranking in your settings. Uh, I, I would imagine that these guys are pretty high and, and target a guard around that area if that's what you want to do. Larry Jones, would you trade Booker for Bam in a 10-team 9-cat league? Probably, but Laz, as I will often and always, almost literally always say, this is a big change. You're talking about a scoring guard who will get some assists, versus a big man who doesn't score that much but blocks shots and gets rebounds. It, and you're talking about the very pointy end of your team. It's just going to change how your squad looks. So in theory, Bam Adebayo has best total overall value, but we all know total overall value is in general bullshit. It doesn't actually mean that much in fantasy. So it really does depend, Larry, on how your team is structured because it could be a massive win. It could also be, despite getting the best vacuum value, that... Um, yeah, you lose out. That's a, that's a possibility. Eric Loeb, Josh, I hear you're on leaving Alexander Walker on the wire for redraft leagues. What about a dynasty league? Was last night an indication of a bright future? Look, I, I tell you what, this has always been the thing with Alexander Walker. He will have high usage when given the opportunity. In general, he won't shoot that well. He had one assist as the starting point guard. He is not a high assist player. I like Alexander Walker, but people look at that game and go, man, 37 points, that's awesome. It is awesome, but it was on 67% shooting, which has zero chance of continuing. 34% usage when you're playing alongside Ingram and Zion is also going to have no chance of being able to continue as we move forward. So in Dynasty League, sure. But try to... Look, someone will bite on him as a top 50 future overall player. I have no doubt about that. I think they'll be wrong on it, but I think that someone will bite on that because there was just a lot of unsustainability in what he did there. And he's not the greatest of passes. I Again, I like Alexander Walker, so I hate shitting on him and, and saying negative things towards him. In a Dynasty League, he, he needs to be rostered for sure, but just be understanding that that might be peak value for the next two years from yesterday's game. Is it time to drop Larry Nance? Well, Yancey, you've got to have someone to replace him, so it depends on who you'd be adding. I wouldn't be that quick to drop Nance. I think he, that that time probably is going to come at some point with the addition of Allen and the return of Love, but for now, no, he's not a blanket drop at all. Al Presidente, Paul George and D'Angelo Russell for Donovan Mitchell and DeAndre Ayton in a points league. Al Presidente, you obviously weren't here about five minutes ago. I don't know what your points league is. I just don't know because you tell me. Paul George, I reckon what he's doing is sustainable. D'Angelo Russell, pretty sustainable. Donovan Mitchell should improve. DeAndre Ayton, not sure that he will. Have a look at what they're currently averaging. Add it up, compare it to the other side, and understand that there's going to be a marginal increase for Donovan. So if the combined average of Paul George and D'Angelo Russell is 70, and the combined average of Donovan Mitchell and DeAndre Ayton is 70, take the Mitchell and Ayton side. Um, OG... Low C2. Should I trade Gordon Haywood for Kyrie Irving? Yahoo standard points league, small forward kind of week, and I'm loaded at guards. So you uh, that would mean you're trading away a small forward to get another guard, and we just don't know when Kyrie is coming back. I would probably want to be buying lower on Kyrie at this point than that, and so I probably wouldn't do it, especially if you've already loaded up on guards. Tesh Desai. Thanks for your work. No worries, Tesh. If that is... ...or George... Probably George. Pascal or Porzingis? Probably Porzingis. Porzingis. Is Alfred a drop? No. Is Dylan Wright must roster with Rose out? Yes. 
lot of questions. Smashed them out. That was a, that was a ton of super chats coming in there, my guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you for throwing those in. Now let's see what else I can find. There is a lot going on in the chat. So many people here, which is awesome. Really do appreciate it. Can uh, Tyrese Halliburton be top sixty in nine cat from now on? Maybe. I don't think he's far away from it. So I'll give it yes. Doug's gone and Aiden says, do you think Kyrie will retire? Yes, he will retire. I don't know if it'll be this year, but he will retire at some point. I think that the talks of Kyrie sitting out the entire season are not accurate. But I, when people that I've never heard of are reporting it, um, and when um, Shams is reporting something different, I'll stick with what Shams says. All right. What else have we got? There is so much going on here with the Super Chats, guys. I am going to try and get to the, as many of these as I can. But the thing that, that happens, there's a weird thing with with um, YouTube and the chats that if anything is under $5, it doesn't actually highlight it for me up the top. Um, and that's why sometimes I have to scroll back through and find those. So Mamayama, thoughts on Kyrie's buy low value, fourth rounder, go lower, go sixth rounder. I think you'll get that in a lot of cases. Eric Loeb, Josh, thoughts on Alexander Walker and Maxi in Dynasty. I like Maxi more personally, but I think they both can have top 100 years. I think Maxi can be top 50. Alexander Walker maybe can get to top 80 in the future, but I like Maxi more than uh, Nikhil. Uh, Corey Hernandez, Yahoo Points League, trade Clark for Terrence Ross. Do I stream Sterling Brown or Gabe Vincent tonight? I'd probably take Vincent as a streamer. Clark for Terrence Ross is an interesting one. Um, let me just have a look. Pretty sure. Pretty sure I'm going to be. Yeah, pretty sure Terrence Ross. Yeah, that's that's the direction I would go with there. Um, Josh Evers. I offered Fred Van Vliet and CJ McCollum for Harden and Aaron Gordon. 14 team cat league. Hmm. Van Vliet and CJ obviously putting up awesome numbers. I expect CJ to decline a little bit. Van Vliet to be solid. While Harden, I expect to still be a top four or top five player. Um, actually, I've got Harden as number one projected for the rest of the year. So yeah, look, get get you Harden, um, especially with this nonsense behind us. Um, all right. What do we got here? Lost ones. Just want to say you're the GOAT. Appreciate that. Um, first time you've taken part in fantasy basketball. No worries. I really appreciate that, lost ones. Um, Alfred Zach. Russian rubles. Yes. Uh, how do I do, do I do Russell 45 and Collins 36 for Simmons 45 and a Bilo and PJ 32? Uh, all right. So let's do some uh, quick maths. Two plus two is four. Minus one. That's three quick maths. Um. I am not convinced of how much more Simmons is going to improve, to be honest. So maybe Simmons is a buy low, but I don't think I've ever mentioned him as a buy low so far. So I am not... Now, I think Collins can get worse, but in the end, it might end up being a sideways move there. So I, I'm not sure that I would do that, Alfred, but appreciate the um, appreciate the question. Uh, all right, let's go through and see how many of these I can find. These super chats you're throwing in. Huey Do, I got offered Booker and Jaron Jackson for Tatum. Good trade. No, Tatum is the side that you'd want there. In in general, you just want to stick with the top player. In, that's a general basic rule. Do I worry about Steph Curry? No. Jason Co. how is Paul George and Capella for Trey and Gobert uh, for assists and blocks? Well, you're getting more assists there, obviously, and more blocks. I think it's totally okay. Although I'd be pretty hesitant to give up Paul George, but I think you're you are probably getting the better side there. Connor Gates, Dejounte Murray for De'Aaron Fox in ESPN Points League. I would, yeah, I would take Fox there. 
Is Jarrett Allen a huge buy low? Well, yes, but for the next month, he might play 22 minutes a night and he might not be actually useful at all. So you can get him for almost nothing at this point, I would guess, um, but it might be rough. But I, I don't mind taking that risk on it as long as you can get it for cheap. Alan Arnaldes, do I trade Levert and Nance for Kyrie and Hart in a 10-team category? Well, Josh Hart means makes is absolutely useless in a 10-team category league, so he doesn't even count. So you're talking about Levert and Nance for Kyrie. Yeah, I would do it. Dwayne Castillo, can I pull off this trade? You're going to have to tell me. Giggity. Um, Carter Jr. and Maxi for Keldon Johnson and Halliburton. He needs a center. There is almost no way anyone accepts that, but try it anyway. Maybe it works, but almost no way. Batman. In ESPN default points league, I traded Giannis, Miles Turner, and Terrence Ross for Oladipo, Wall, Aiton, and Brooks. This is what I, I say all the time. What, people love trading like a third of their team in one hit. Um, my opinion is you've already done the trade, Batman, so that's that's fine. Like you, you've, The deal's been done. I've just got to bring up my ESPN default points league. And again, another thing with points league, do you mean new ESPN default points league? Do you mean old ESPN default, default points league? Because they are all quite different. Um, all right, so... I've got Giannis has been the 11th ranked player. I've got him as, actually, I've got Giannis in an ESPN default as being number one as we move forward. Uh, I've got Miles Turner as number 52 as we move forward. Uh, Terrence Ross, I reckon, is going to be a bit lower because efficiency is going to hurt. 98th for Terry. Uh, for Oladipo, Wall, Aiton, and Brooks. I think giving up Giannis in that case doesn't look great. Uh, Oladipo, 58. Yeah, look, I, I, I don't think giving up uh, uh, Giannis is the right move there, personally. Um, nah, nah, give me your opinion on Ubre for points leagues. I think Ubre is going to be better than he has been. The shooting will start to come around. We saw that last game. He's not a 10-team must-hold player, but he is a 12-teamer. Dr. Sapness, uh, sorry, Yahoo standard points, mate. I, I can't remember your, your question. I can't even scroll back to it. Um... Uh, Jacob Demeyer, do I send Booker for Sabonis? Yep, I would do that, no problem. All right, there is man, I I can't believe how many people are in here. This is awesome. Jorge Uchoa, I have Drummond and Allen. What should I do? <laughs> You're in a real rough spot. But what I would do there, Jorge, is I would I would explore what you get in a trade for those guys. I think they're both losing value, and that is obviously not an ideal scenario for you. But I think everyone's going to understand that you are uh, in a bad spot and that those guys are going to lose their value. So that, that does make it tough. Um, I think in general, it's a bad time to trade. Let's see what happens over the next couple of games. And uh, uh, you might just have to eat it, really. Uh, okay, Charles, who are you more confident in rest of season as a back-end 12-team league guy if you need points? Malik Beasley and Terrence Ross. Yeah, it's a good question. More confident in. Whew. Ross, I am confident in his inconsistency. Like, this is who he is. I reckon it might be Malik. Just. That's a, that's a good question. That's a tough one to answer. Luca Classo. Keldon for Derek White in 18-team 9-cat league. Well, you're going to take a hit for sure because White's got three more weeks or so left until he returns. And I don't really... I don't really see... Yeah, look, that, that, that's tough. Um, and in an 18-teamer, you're losing a production-type guy who's maybe your sixth-best player in Calden Johnson for three weeks. It really does depend on your uh, standings position. If you're at the top at number one, then I would do it. If you're not, if you're number six, number seven, I wouldn't do it. It's just too risky to get too many zeros from what would be your sixth-best player. 
All right, let's have a look. What other questions have we got? There is so much happening in the chat here. All right, new question from Yancey again. Any ideas who I should target in a John Collins trade on punting free throws? Uh, I worry about where Collins lies for the rest of this season. Um, yeah, real worry. I think yeah, him in the top 50 this year is not a guarantee at all. Um, you're punting free throws. Mitch Robinson, DeMont- you're not going to get DeMontis Sabonis, but that would be an ideal scenario. Rudy Gobert, who's struggling at the moment, I'd, I'd have him. Um, ben Simmons, who's struggling a little bit, I'd probably have him. And I'd definitely have him. I, look, I don't know if you can get these guys. Um, it's not, hasn't been a clinker pala, I'd consider. Uh, Jalen Brown's not quite a punt guy, but you're obviously not going to get him with what he's doing. Um yeah, look, it is a tough one. Uh, it's, it's a massive tough one. Andre Drummond's going to be rough at the moment with his uh, potential value hit. I, I think, yeah, I think Mitch, Mitch Robinson and Gobert, with a struggling Gobert, is probably a direction I'd look there. Robin McWatt, Plumley, Horford, or Jordan moving forward? It's still probably, you, know, you haven't given me any indication of if this is a points league or a category league or what it is. Um, and that obviously has an impact. They're a little bit different in terms of players. Horford will get you some assists and threes. Jordan is field goal percentage and rebounds. Plumley is rebounds as well. And I think Plumley is the one who's probably going to drop off out of that group more, more likely. I, I think I do lean towards um, Big Al Horford there in, in majority of cases. But you know, depending on what that little bump you need is in your, in your categories, that would be the direction to go. All right. Let's have a look. Will DeAndre Jordan tank my free throws? I don't think so. Like, he's not really that guy anymore. Abdifata Wasame says, rest of season, Porzingis in head-to-head ESPN, new default points league. Thank you for the specificity in that question. I think Chris Dabbs can be a top 40 player the rest of the season. We saw how good he was just one game back. I think he's top 40 for the rest of the way here. Um, Jonathan E. Haywood, DeJounte, DeAndre Jordan for Paul George and Aiton. I want the spot to stream. And I think if you're getting Paul George, you're going to be okay. Although Paul George is a much, much better player in a category league than he is in a points league. He's 18th in an ESPN points league, which compared to where he ranks so far this season in a category league, if I just bring him up, he's sixth. So it is a big difference and that value is important to note. Um, But just, yeah, look, he is the best player out of that group still. So you probably want that, and opening up that streaming spot is is pretty interesting. So yes, I think that is something I would do. You always hate on Cantor. I don't hate Ennis Cantor at all. You can go back through plenty of my past shows saying he's one of the best offensive centers and offensive rebounders in the game in his time. He said, you always hate on Cantor, but if our league has uh, offensive rebounds and double-doubles, is he not a valid player to have rostered? Yeah, sure, but you know, I, again, not, not calling you out here. I cannot come in and... Talk about the value of every player in every niche category. If you have um, you know, double-doubles and you have offensive rebounds and you have three-point percentage and you have free throws made and you have field goals made and you have ejections and you have personal fouls and you have techs and you have two-point percentage and you have um, assisted turnover ratio, then, then this player is a great guy to keep. I can't do that. What I try and have to do is give it as more, this is a tw- standard 12-team, which you know, 60 70% of people play, nine-category type league, and looking where the minutes are. Now, Cantor provides some value in a, in a format like your one that you mentioned there in those limited minutes. And you've got to be able to make that judgment. But you've got two extra categories that obviously favor big men and work really, really highly into Cantor's favor. So yes, sure. But he's a guy that's probably going to play 18 to 17 minutes a night. 
So understand that as well. Al Bongiorno, or AJ Bongiorno, sorry. I just traded Kyrie and Levine for Anthony Davis and D'Angelo Russell. Did I win? Yes. Uh, Is it lopsided enough to be vetoed? Lopsided has nothing to do with vetoes. I cannot stress this enough. Yes, I think it's a great, great trade for you. Lopsided, who gives a shit? Did, Did the other guy agree to do it? Yes, then it's fine. It's a trade, and if anyone vetoes it, they're weak as piss. Next one, Jeffrey Wack. Tips for turning around a good struggling categories team? Westbrook, Lamello, Rogier, Levine, Le- Conley, Levert, George, Wood, Aldridge, Towns, Nurkic. I'm not really sure what you want me to say there, but find someone who's a Westbrook stand and get rid of him because he tanks a, a few of your categories and he's hurt and he's not the same player and he's got name value at the moment. Um, you've got a lot of guards there, obviously, so it looks like you're punting um, some of the big man stats, so maybe you can extract some value for Christian Wood at this point as well. Josh Dizon. Hey, Josh, love the name. Ditto. Uh, I have Kyrie and Harden on my team. Cool. Uh, my team's dead last year to injuries. What should I do? Can't tell you exactly what to do in nearly any case. Do this. Um, but you look, you're, you're in real trouble, to be honest, because you're not going to get anything for Kyrie in a trade now. I'm not trading James Harden away, although what this is for you, Josh, injuries will fix themselves. Uh, and Harden's going to be much better now than he was. Not necessarily peak Harden, but he's going to be better than he was this season. So you're going to get a boost there. And then Kyrie's going to come back and you're going to get a boost at some point. So I think you can't trade Kyrie now. His value is at as low as it is. You're not trading Harden. So I think you just got to sit and then hope it comes together quickly for you. Rico G. Uh, that math drop was legit. <laughs> Keldon Johnson was dropped in my Nightcat League. Plumlee, Olenek, and Halliburton, probably lowest on my roster. Uh, yeah, well, you add Keldon and you drop either Plumlee or Olenek and it's probably Olenek in that spot. Whew, guys, we are almost out here. There is so much happening. Um, Gavinsky, Aldridge and Rogier for Murray. DeJounte Murray? Jamal Murray? I don't know. Uh, I'm sorry, mate. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who the player is. Actually, let's do it both. Well. Aldridge and Rogier for Murray. It doesn't actually matter to me if it's, if it's DeJounte or Jamal. Uh, that would be good to get that information. I think I would take the Murray side of things in, in that case, majority of the time. Uh, all right. Who's a good trade to get Levert in a points league? What kind of points league? I don't have any idea. Um, let's have a look. Karras. I think Karras can be in a Yahoo default points league, a top 60 to 70 player, uh, maybe even top 50 player the rest of the way. So that's the sort of guy you want to give off to get him. Um, would I trade Tobias Harris for him? Yes. Michael Porter for him? Yes. Um, Drew Holiday for him? Yes, I do all of those trades. Let's go and take a couple more, and then we'll uh, then we'll go. Uh, Nick Keating, this is a good one. Does it make sense to stream in Roto with a 72-game cap per position slot? No, it doesn't. What you do is towards the end of the season, you have a look where you are in terms of games played, and then you can stream in for the specific categories that you need to get those Roto points. So don't stream early on. Keep yourself a little bit under the pace played for those position limits, and then as the season goes on, you can find out what sort of things you need to actually add to your team. Then you can go in and uh, and stream those towards the end of the season when value is going to appear a lot more. So yeah, no, no need to stream uh, in one of those. See a lot of these questions come through as well. This is going to be my last question as well. Um, yeah, someone said, should I give up on DeAndre Ayton? Like, what does what what does that even mean, giving up on DeAndre Ayton? Um, while he's playing at his worst, do you just trade him away? That is, you know, I do a buy low show and a sell high. Show, like that is a sell low, which is like literally the opposite of what you want to do. Do you expect him to be worse than what he currently is? 
If someone wants to get DeAndre Ayton off you and thinks he can go back to being a top 30 player, then you do it. But you don't trade him and get like a top 70 guy back because that would mean he would have to be worse than he is. Um, who do I drop to activate? No, no more questions, guys. Are these super chats? No more questions because I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave. Calvin, Kevin Lamb. Who do I drop to activate KP from IR? Do I drop Brooks, Keldon, Baisley, or Bledsoe in a category league? Um, people know that I'm probably gonna say Brooks there, but I, I wouldn't. In that sort of scenario, I wouldn't hate dropping Baisley. I, I, I do like him. I'm not as high on him as some people seem to think. I'd be okay dropping him to get someone like Porzingis back. Although I probably personally would do Dylan Brooks. Jeez, bro, potential trade targets for Drummond. You're not going to get any good trade at this point for Drummond. Now, Drummond can come in and still dominate. You're not going to get a good trade for him. I, I don't think trading him away at this point is the right move. Nico.wave. Someone dropped Ubre in my 10-team ESPN head-to-head points league. Should I pick him up? I have Tyrese Maxey to drop. Now, I think Ubre is a streamer option in an ESPN 10-team point league, but Tyrese Maxey is absolutely the definition of a streamer. So drop him, get Ubre, and then see what you do from there. And that spot probably comes a streaming option. Man, this was absolutely the best um, live live show that I've done in terms of mailbag. Someone asked again, is, do I worry about Steph Curry? No, Keegan, you don't. Um, the, fantastic. I'm going to be back here same time next week. I'm also going to be back at 10.30, uh, 10.30, that's 10.30 my time, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time today, coming in and doing the... Um, uh, doing the live show. Thank you to everyone for being here today. Subscribe to this channel on YouTube. You know it down below. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell. Drop a comment as well. And also podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and on Spotify, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening and for watching, everyone. See ya.